A gambler, a convict, a wayward son, a lost Grisha, a Sula girl who had become a killer, a boy from the barrel who had become something worse. Welcome to Two Mourners. One book club. I'm Em. And I'm Jordy. And today we are going to go through chapters 26, cha- yeah, yeah, go through chapters 26 to 30 mm-hmm. of Lee Bardugo's Six of Crows. Yay! So excited. I know it doesn't feel like it for y'all at home, but we're back after not recording for a little bit because of Thanksgiving, so hope happy everyone... to be here and hope y'all had good Thanksgivings. Yeah. That you gave lots of thanks. And remember, the indigenous populations. <laughs> yes. Um, please. So, yeah. Anyway, I didn't know how to recover from that. (laughs) (laughs) So let's just jump right back in where we left off. So chapter 26 is in Kaz's point of view. Mm. And, um, we left off on the last chapter, um, with Inej who made it through the, um, incinerator had climbed Mm -hmm. up it and she kind of has, has this almost rebirth of sorts. Yep. She has purpose now. Um, mm-hmm. But if we kind of remember, uh, Nina couldn't find Kaz, so she had to kill a few guards, and the alarm was blaring, and no one knows where Kaz is. So chapter mm-hmm. 26 is in Kaz's point it's of like, view. Oh, here here he is. What's he oh. doing? Um, <laughs> what is, like, a kid's show? It's like, hmm? oh, they're, like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking of, like, Blue's Clues. Maybe. Like, here's a clue. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Can you tell me where Kaz Brecker is? No, they can't. Click um, on the bastard of the barrel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, next children's show. Honestly. Um, so at this point, Kaz is frantically looking through the cells, mm-hmm. half looking for Bo Yul but also not. Yeah, he he knows that he's probably not there, mm-hmm. that he's in the more secure part, which is in the heart of the facility, but he can't help himself. And so we can kind of infer um, that he is looking for Pekka Rollins because mm-hmm. Kaz doesn't believe that he's dead like the rest of the Dime Lions um, because his life belongs to Kaz and Kaz would know mm-hmm. if he was dead. And so we get a flashback um, to Kaz and remember mm-hmm. oh traumatic event. His brother died and he used his body to swim back to the shore of Ketterdam. Yes. Um, so we get a flashback to um, Kaz swimming back to Ketterdam, and he also describes it as a rebirth or baptism of sorts. Mm-hmm. Um, Ooh, baptism, yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, he came back a different person, and the child that he once was died of firepox. And the new him had no gentleness. Yes. Which is a child. Literally, he's what, nine years old? Yeah. He's like a child. He no. He's sitting here thinking about like survival. How surviving was not difficult once he abandoned his morals, mm-hmm. basically. And it it was almost as if seeing how he and his brother had been taken advantage of and the monstrosity that of the events that had just taken place in his life. He had no more childhood left. It had just washed it away, and mm-hmm. he was a new person, pretty much seeking revenge. Um, and so once he had gotten back to shore, he made his way to the neighborhood where the Hurtsoons had lived, so the people who gypped him, mm-hmm. um, and waited till a boy came up that he knew he could pick on. And so it was, like, a little bit of a chubbier boy. Like, like clearly affluent. Yeah. Um, and Kaz took this kid's licorice money and his pants. Um. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like something that my cousin did. Like, my... <laughs> 
No, my cousin was a swindler. Like, he full on convinced this kid to give him his brand new bike that he had just gotten for Christmas for a bag of Twizzlers. And he came home with this brand new nice ba- like bike, and my uncle was like, where'd you get that bike? And he was like, I convinced my friend to give it to me for a pack of Twizzlers. Did they trade back? No. If I was the parents, I would be pissed. I would be so mad, but I don't think they traded back. I think his dad was like, well, he was dumb enough to trade his bike for a bag of Twizzlers, so Betty won't make that mistake again. Oh my god! It was rough. This was like in the early 90s, I think. Oh, it's the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> that explains it. Um, but it's very, when you said his licorice money in his pants, I was like, oh, my cousin would do that. <laughs> like, um, so anyway, Cass took, <laughs> Cass took this kid's Licorice money and or licorice money and his pants, not licorice money. Um, <laughs> I don't know how he would know it was licorice money. The kid's like proudly proclaiming, "I'm gonna buy so much licorice with this money." This is why commas are important. <laughs> commas are important. The Oxford comma is alive and well. We are Oxford comma stands here. Yes. <laughs> and so when he took this kid's pants, he just threw him in the canal. Um, mm-hmm. because it would give him time to get away because the kid was going to, so to kind of pause and... He's not going to run out half naked and be like, that kid stole my licorice and my money. I might. I like, might. I don't, I don't care. First of all, I'm not giving up my pants. Like, no. <laughs> Somebody's like, give me your pants. And they're like, no. no. Um, that's a hard no for us. <laughs> so. I love this kid though. Like, you're too big for you. Yeah. <laughs> And Gaz is like, literally, just give him to me. He's like, I'm going to kill you. He, he's nine years old. Um, so he went from, like, a little, de- well, a normal kid to, like, a little deviant. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he eventually made his way to a gambling den and asked for a job. Mm-hmm. And uh, the people at the gambling den told him that they already had a boy who cleans the piss pot, so they didn't have a job for him. Oh. So Kaz waited until a boy around his age left the gambling den Hit this kid over the head with a rock, took his shoes, and cut his feet. He's put together a whole outfit. Like, he he took the pants. But he threw them them away. He took the shoes. Didn't keep them. I mean, he... But, like, to go from an innocent child to complete violence because he thought, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm going to take this kid's shoes and I'm going to knock him out, but I'm also going to cut his feet Mm -hmm. so he won't be able to work for a few days. he can't work and I can get his job. Mm -hmm. It just shows how fiercely intelligent Kaz is. Yeah. And that if this had not happened to him, you wonder what his future might have been. National Merit Scholar. (laughs) Literally. Full ride to Ketterdam University. I can't tell you you're wrong because you're right. (laughs) Like, he could have been... A murcher. Like, mm-hmm. he was so, like, viciously intelligent, mm-hmm. and life has made him apply his intelligence in this but I also way wonder, right now. I also wonder if he would have been a murcher, because even though he does have this vengeance and um, dark side and um, viciousness, mm-hmm. he also has a keen heart for justice. What he little does. heart he does have is for justice. He does. He's not turning around and doing the same thing that happened to mm-hmm. him to other people. Yeah. He is playing the game, mm-hmm. but also like not it taking well. advantage of others. So yeah. I don't I don't know what he he might have been a politician, you never know. Mm-hmm. He might have just been a quiet farmer who just was rich cuz he knew how to handle mm-hmm. his stock, but who knows. But the the point is that he's super intelligent mm-hmm. and then at this point in time it is society that has made him leverage his actions this mm-hmm. way. The Kaz we know is consciously choosing to be this way. Yes. Because he doesn't think there's any other way to be. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, when you had to change your entire life and... You don't want to dismantle that. Mm-hmm. And so the next day he went back to the gambling den and he had a job. And so <laughs> he watched pickpockets and learned how to follow their lead. So he learned how to pickpockets because remember he's really good at sleight of hand, mm-hmm. great pickpocket, bunk biscuit, all that stuff. Um, and so we also, or sorry, he became known as the boy who would take any job. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, nothing, he wouldn't say no. He would always say yes to a job. And he was arrested a few times. Mm-hmm. And so we also find that he changed his last name to Brecker. That's not his original last name. Um, because it's something that he saw on a piece of machinery. And so he just adopted that as his last name. Mm-hmm. But his actual last name was Ritveld. Um, if we'll remember, he has a tattoo of an R mm-hmm. on his bicep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Inej had always wondered what that meant, but was never going to ask him. So it's it's the one kind of reminder of his original name, his mm-hmm. natal name. And um, he knew it was too different. It was too much of like a country last name. Mm-hmm. And it was his last tie to the life he had before. Um, and plus he didn't want Hertzun to recognize the name mm-hmm. when he came for him. Because Hertzun, in his mind, like Hertzun had just swindled them. Um, he and Jordy and... Mm-hmm. Uh, that he would recognize it. So he changed his last name, working for vengeance. And while working, while working, Kaz found out that the con he and Jordy had fallen victim to was a common one and that mm-hmm. everything had been a setup. The coffee shop, the bankers, even the boy who sold the wind-up dogs, mm-hmm. um, and the family. It wasn't a real family. No, even the little girl. Yeah, she was, she was a paid actor. She really was. <laughs> Um, except it's not funny. The dog was a paid actor. <laughs> hey, get that bank for that puppy. Honestly. The rest of them, no, no, just a dog. But the dog, it's fine. Yeah. You gotta make ends meet. Um, it's hard being a dog. <laughs> and, uh, Kaz also became a master card, play- card player, and he was smart and good at remembering previous hands, so much so that he was banned from every gambling hall in one part like of the Like, he city. literally rain-manned the situation. <laughs> And it's so sad because he's like, dang, if they would have discovered that instead of falling into the trap yeah. that Hurtsoon laid for them, then maybe they could have just made it on that alone. Mm-hmm. And so he kind of, you kind of get that he stops asking what if because it was going to happen anyway. Yep. And what if doesn't get back at Hurtsoon. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, let me see. Uh, so eventually... Um, so no matter what he did, though, he kept an eye out for Jacob Hurtsoon, and eventually he mm-hmm. saw him and followed him. And so he tried to follow him into a, sho- into a shop that he had gone in, but the people at the door wouldn't let Kaz in. And this is where Kaz learned that Hurtsoon was actually Pekka Rollins. Um, mm-hmm. And when Rollins turned around from the shop and looked out in Kaz's direction where he was standing outside, Kaz expected him to show some sort of acknowledgement, but was, met with, yeah, but was met with nothing. Um... And so he realized that they had just been one of the many people that Pekka had fooled. Mm-hmm. And so after that, after realizing that he didn't recognize them, they were literally just, uh, I don't know. Uh, they were just another set of dollar signs yeah, to um, him. Just one rung on the ladder. Because he of, even says it's like their meager fortune from their mm-hmm. the farm and their dad's death and everything would not have been enough to justify this entire elaborate con. So that he was probably pulling the same con mm-hmm. on multiple people at once. Mm-hmm. So he, they were literally like, it's like <laughs> Infinity War. It's, you took everything from me. I don't even know who you are. <laughs> like it's literally Kaz that ruined his life. Yeah. Pekka, that was Tuesday. Yeah. 
Um, and so after that, Kaz started to form a plan to destroy Pekka's life like he had destroyed Kaz's. And the next day, he joined the dregs, mm-hmm. um, knowing that he could turn them into his army. So mm-hmm. the dregs, again, was kind of like a, a weak little gang. And yeah. he transformed them into what they are today, which, rebranding. Honestly, resume skill. He, you know, Kaz could could be very successful in today, today's society, you know? Um, and so we're back in the prison. Culture builder. Yes. Professional development. <laughs> uh, he, Career development. Um, he also, remember, he uh, redid the the harbor. So yes. Contractor. I mean, he'd, he might have <laughs> a show. Management experience. Mm-hmm. Have a show on HGTV. <laughs> <laughs> like, Bobby's like, oh my gosh, the foundation of the slat is so good. I'm going to redo it in 24 hours while you and Karamo go have a heart to heart. Look, Kaz would have a show on HGTV. He would be one of the sharks in the shark tank. <laughs> and he would steal every one of their ideas. He would shoot them all down and then two months later a knockoff would come yep. on the market. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what would happen. Incredible. So we're back into today in the prison and Kaz is looking for Pekasal and he finds it. And he hesitates going in because he knows that everyone is waiting for him and he knows that he shouldn't, but he can't help himself. It's this vengeance that he has built up for not even 10 years, but as a 17 year old over half his life. Yes. Well, no. Almost. Yeah. Almost. Almost half his life. Um, And so he easily picks the lock. Um, And so he can't help himself. Uh, and mm-hmm. he picks the lock very easily and goes in. And when he, it's important to note that when he looks in the cell, it looks like Pekka's sleeping. But when he opens the door, Pekka's like waiting for him mm-hmm. almost. And um, that is pretty much where we end the chapter. Uh, Kaz just lets the door slam close behind him and mm-hmm. poof. And that is the end of part four. Yes, and that brings us to part five the ice does not forgive. Which, if we'll remember, is the second half of the Fjordan saying that Matthias and Nina tossed back and forth and they were digging the Grisha graves and both decided that they were united in the cause of killing Bo Yulbayer. But also they're in love. But also they're in love. <laughs> so, they're like, oh, they're like, oh, teamwork, oh, I love you. <laughs> so, chapter 27 is in Jesper's point of view. And... Uh, right now, Jesper is in the incinerator room waiting for Cass to show up, and he's worried about the alarm bells, because mm-hmm. um, if we remember a few chapters back, Nina had set off the alarm bells, um, and he can't remember what protocol is what bell, and he doesn't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. He hears people on the floor above them and outside the door, but he can't do anything except wait, because his job is to wait for everyone to climb up the rope that Inej had managed to get to the top of the incinerator. Mm-hmm. Um, and Wylan and Matthias had made the trek up, and uh, Nina had come into the room not long before the point that we are at in the book, um, and had also uh, made her way up the rope. Mm-hmm. So both she and Jesper had wondered where Kaz was because they thought that he was with the other person. So Nina thought that Kaz was with Jesper. Jesper thought that Kaz was with Nina because, mm-hmm. if, if we remember... Kaz changed the plans yep. to... Uh, he and Nina, not Nina, Matthias. And Jesper. And Jesper. Um, so they thought that he was with them. They're wondering where he is. Um, but just as Jesper was about to make the journey up on the rope, because uh, he was supposed to wait for everyone, but he was getting kind of impatient, thinking, I guess Kaz must have been caught. No, no, no. Uh, just as mm-hmm. Jesper was about to make his way up the rope, Kaz came into the room 
with blood on his shirt and tells Jesper to hurry. His hair is all jacked up. Um, And Jesper starts to make his way up the rope and has a million questions running through Mm -hmm. his head. He's like, where was he? Why was there blood on his shirt? What happened to his hair? Where, Mm -hmm. where has he been? Did he set off the alarms? What happened? Um, And so he makes his way to the roof and um, Wyland and Matthias kind of pull him over that Mm -hmm. last bit. And then once Kaz is on the rope, uh, Matthias and Wyland, but mostly Matthias, <laughs> yeah, honestly. pull the rope up. You just for even notes. I don't even know how much uh, Wyland was helping because remember he's he, he's just a kid. He's just little. <laughs> I mean, they're all kind of kids, but like Matthias, <laughs> Matthias, our big lump of country muscle. Oh, and Matthias is eighteen. He's also the oldest. Yes. Well, I know, but like sixteen. To but 18. also, he's hey, lots of growth happens. Yeah, that's true. Physically and emotionally. But why, uh, Matthias? Big lump of country muscle. Wyland. Merchling. <laughs> Wyland is like the scrawny little, like, emo boy. Honestly, though, I, yes, I would have had a crush on Wyland in middle school. Like, wow, he's so tiny, and his hair is so fluffy, and he's so damaged. <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth. Middle school Jordan would have been all about that. Oh, my gosh. Except Wyland. But he's affluent and gay. That was... <laughs> <laughs> So probably wouldn't have been a mutual interest. We would have been friends later on. I really, I don't think it has anything to do with the affluence part. I really think it has to do with the fact that he's gay. I would be like, no, we can't be together. Your dad's too rich. And he's like, also, I like boys. <laughs> so anyway. Uh, um, so anyway. When, <laughs> when uh, Kaz gets to the top. Um, he asks where Inej is, and, and also Nina. But immediately he's like, "Where's Inej?" Yep. And Nina, where where are they? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and uh, they tell him that they are already on the roof of yeah. the embassy. They're already at point B mm-hmm. because he took too long. Mm-hmm. Also, though, I just want to say he he's like gulping for air as he's coming mm-hmm. up out of the shaft. But homie literally climbed up an incinerator shaft with a bad leg, so I think mm-hmm. he earned that little bit. But also he messed up. But also, Matthias- let's not forget. Matthias pulled He did him. also help, yes. Um, so, uh, they, the four of them, so again, Anej and Nina are, are on their way to the next roof. They mm-hmm. have moved on to the next step of the plan, because everyone had to wait for Kaz. Um, mm-hmm. and so the four of them, Wylan, Jesper, uh, Matthias, and Kaz, make their way to a rope that Anej had secured so they could get to the other roof. Mm-hmm. And so, they didn't have to walk across it like she did. Mm-hmm. Uh, because she had left um, essentially what's almost described as a zip line that they yeah. could use to go down. Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. And so the roof of the embassy, um, so remember they're on the roof of the prison right now. They're going to the roof of the embassy. And the roof mm-hmm. of the embassy is a dome shape. Um, and Jesper notes that it has a lot more entry points than the prison did. Because mm-hmm. it's not a prison. Um, <laughs> and when they get to where Nina and Inej are, uh, Nina's trying to get the rubber from Anesha's shoes off her feet, so because they fused a little bit. Yeah, it, the oh. rubber melted onto her skin, oh. um, but she can't get all of it. And Kaz immediately is like, "Jesper, you need to help her." And Jesper, me? He's like, "What do you mean?" Because he does not want. Remember, he doesn't want Nina to know that he's a fabricator. Mm-hmm. And so Jesper is kind of like, "Do you mean like me?" Um, <laughs> me? You? I love that TikTok. <laughs> me too. It's one of the best audios. Um, but, uh, he, he <laughs> sorry, I lost my place. I was looking <laughs> You're at my good. book. Um, You're good. Uh, so Jesper's kind of like, well, I, what do you mean? I don't know. And 
Kaz insists that he help her. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, oh, okay. Also, you know, Jesper wants to help people. Yeah. He just doesn't want this big secret. He wants to help people, but his sense of self-preservation is mm-hmm. really strong. Yeah, especially with this, because mm-hmm. we'll find out a little bit more about it later, but it's something that he has kept very few, like, pe- very few people know about He has it. bundled it mm-hmm. down. Um, and so Jesper starts to use his powers, and we find that Inej knew about his powers, mm-hmm. but of course Nina did not. Mm-hmm. Um, and she starts to ask, and he tells her, not now. Mm-hmm. This is not the time, nor the place. And she, he is correct. Um, and That's so true. he, as he's doing it, he does make jokes um, to try and lighten the mood. And the elder clock, um, the alarm has stopped chiming. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Wylan wonders what set off the alarm. And Nina tells him that she ran into two guards mm. um, and that's what it was. And killed them. And killed them. Um, but they were able to, like, alert people before yeah. before she finished them off, I guess. I don't know. I don't know a better way to put that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. Um, well, because one of them got was able to shoot his gun mm-hmm. and so they heard the bullets, probably. Yeah. And then Nina asks where Kaz was, and he gives a flippant answer, um, but the rest of them are angry and demand an explanation. They're like, yeah, no, they're no, like, no, no, no. not good enough. They're like, if if this, if this we had made you wait, you mm-hmm. would have demanded an explanation, so we deserve to know. Like, you have done all of this. You've mm-hmm. given us nothing. Um, and especially after he changed the plans, he does deserve an explanation. Yeah, it's like, we're not going to move forward until mm-hmm. we know why you... Planner extraordinaire, the one who almost messed everything up. Mm-hmm. And so he does tell them that he went after Pekka Rollins, but that he couldn't find him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're like, well, what about the blood on your shirt? And he tells them it's from a guard. Probably a oh. lie. We don't know yet. But he also tells them full up, I made a mistake. Mm-hmm. I messed up. But what really hurts is that Kaz and Inej make eye contact after he says, I was looking for Pekka. They kind of lock eyes. Mm-hmm. and Because they're both a little like... All that exists is themselves and each other. Mm-hmm. And they don't realize that Jesper sees everything. Mm-hmm. And he realizes that there's some knowledge between the two that he does not have. And that just hurts him a little bit. Like, stuff like this has been hurting him the entire book. Mm-hmm. And this is just, like, confirmation of that. Um, and so we also don't know how much Inej knows. Mm-hmm. Um, but she knows something. And Jesper knows something. They all kind of know something. Um, <laughs> They're like, that's weird. <laughs> that's weird. Okay, let's continue. <laughs> um, and so Jesper doesn't believe him when he says that the blood on his shirt is from a guard. Uh, mm-hmm. But Kaz tries to change the subject by telling them that they need to focus on what they're doing now. Because the alarm that went off was only yellow protocol. So it's just going to be some extra guards around. Mm-hmm. Um, and they all go back and forth on what they should do. And if they should just try and leave, um, because it's going to be nearly impossible to get out. And mm-hmm. What plan? Should they just abandon what they have come this far to do? Um, but Nina wants to get Bo Bayer. Not everyone thinks it's possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and from their vantage point up on the roof of the embassy, they can see in, into the embassy. And uh, Matthias notes that they added an extra checkpoint, so there's no way mm-hmm. that they can get through. And Inesh says that she knows a way. And notes that the West Stave delegates are there and that she and Nina Mm. can get in with the menagerie. Mm -hmm. And it is important to note that Kaz tries to interrupt her um, and presumably presumably stop her because he Mm -hmm. knows what she's about to say. But she just continues. So he, Kaz notices everything. So he probably noticed that the West Stave groups were there Mm -hmm. and realized that the menagerie was there but didn't want to bring it up because he was not going to put Inej in that situation. Yep. Which... 
oh my gosh and she's like doing her best she's being so brave about it mm-hmm. she's being very nonchalant about it even though this this is her trauma yes it is the crux of everything that has driven her to this point mm-hmm. um and every like bad feeling that she has so it hurts it does hurt it hurts Ugh. a lot <laughs> but also <Ugh>. side note Kaz <laughs> and Inej obviously very clearly are in love <laughs> literally they both know things about the other that no one else knows like but they're like eh, golly we're just eh. we're business partners yeah whatever kiss already <laughs> golly well don't actually that would be traumatic for both of you sit oh, close yeah. together and make really good eye contact <laughs> man i think that would make me uncomfortable what is it um in the movie uh baby mama when Mm-hmm. the boss uh, Tina Fey's character's boss is like I'm gonna reward you with 15 minutes of uninterrupted eye contact <laughs> I forgot about that yeah no thank you <laughs> no thank you I'm not about the eye contact but not a fan um anyway that brings us to 28 where Kaz is looking at her really intently yeah. chapter 28 is in Inej's point of view mm-hmm. uh and we are at eight bells and half time so 8.30. Yes. Uh, presumably. I would say so. I don't know. Time Looking is a construct, so. 8.32 8 in this universe. <laughs> like, who knows? I think it's meant to be like 8.30. Yeah. And so Kaz is watching her um, because he knows what she just said and how much it's costing her. Mm-hmm. But she's actively ignoring his um, stares. <laughs> yep. yep. Um, because she is trying to just she I mean it's again it's hard for her so she's almost trying to not justify it to herself but if someone tries to talk her out of it she might mm-hmm. not do it um I think I don't know do you agree I would agree um and so Inej tells them that she and Nina can join with the menagerie because the um customers if you can call them that yeah barely consider the women actual people and they mm-hmm. won't notice anything different because if we remember the menagerie, the girls with the menagerie are are looked at by their ethnicity. Mm-hmm. So, like, the Suli lynx. And, and they're dressed as animals. Gross. Disgusting. So gross. But they're going to take advantage of that objectification mm-hmm. because Inej knows they won't see them as people. They'll see them as objects, mm-hmm. which means they can get in relatively unnoticed. Disgusting, but they're going to use it to their advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Nina asks Kaz how he and Matthias are going to get through... And Kaz tells them that Matthias has been holding out on them, <laughs> and it won't be a problem. And he's like, how? <laughs> how? <laughs> I have written in my notes, Matthias, a gog. <laughs> he, he is a gog. He's literally like, what? <laughs> how do you know this? It's like, we watched Megamind the other weekend. It's like, how did she find my hideout? I mean, how did you find his hideout? Like, <laughs> She's like, there's a... A doormat that says secret entrance. That's pretty much Matthias. Yes, he's like, how did you know this? And Kaz is like, because I have eyes, dummy. Um, And Matthias, again, going back to my notes, Matthias, a gog, (laughs) asks him how he knows about it and Mm -hmm. admits that there is another way to the White Island. Mm -hmm. And again, the White Island is the center of the ice court, so it's... um, And it's surrounded by a moat? mm -hmm. So it's surrounded by water, um, and there's above... there, There is a glass... Um, bridge. bridge so people mm-hmm. can get across but it's very easy to spot people mm-hmm. uh, going across that bridge so they needed to find another way to get to the center um, in order to 
um, with, or get to the center without being detected. Mm-hmm. And Matthias knows about it, and Kaz now knows about it, mm-hmm. and Matthias is shocked. He's mad. Um, he's yes. big mad. Uh, and he's like, yeah, there is another way to get to the center of the ice cooler. Yeah, because Kaz is like, the bridge is beautiful. It's great. It's it's striking. If there's an emergency and the like, the royal family needs to get out, they're not going across that bridge. I know it. You know it. And Matthias is like, you're not wrong. <laughs> and so Jesper, oddly the voice of reason yes. at this point, <laughs> um, tells them that even if they were able to do their jobs, how would they get out? Because the guards would realize how many people are missing from the prison. Yep. Um, and then Cav asks Wyland how difficult it would be to disable one of the gates. And he's like, to stay open. And Cav tells him, no, 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 to stay closed. Mm. Um, and Wyland tells him that it would be hard because uh, the gates are set off to the protocol bells and mm-hmm. so if one of them is broken then it would set off the black protocol which is the worst one yeah um and Kaz is like nah, that'll work uh yeah, that's kind of what we want he's like if you can break it then great cool cool uh and then Kaz goes through his plan and looks at the white island um because remember they're still on the roof they can see mm-hmm. and again jesper <laughs> and Inej note that it's his scheming face mm-hmm. um and they say that out loud, but Inej internally thinks that she's going to miss that look. Because if we flash back to chapter 25, mm-hmm. when she was going through the incinerator, she realized that what she was going to do if they made it out with that money is she was going to have a crew on her ship to stop mm-hmm. uh, slave boats. Yep. Um, she was going to end human trafficking. Yes. Basically. Queen. Yes. Honestly, go off. But then she's like... I'm going to miss Kaz's face, and I'm not going to tell him that I would ever miss him. <sighs> or his face. Or, yeah. And he would never admit that to her, but mm-hmm. everyone just needs to have a conversation. Please Go to have, have a conversation. conversation. <laughs> um, and so uh, Kaz has a plan and tells them that they need something shiny. Um, and then we kind of get a little bit of a uh, flash forward, right? Yep. Yeah. A-, a little bit, yeah. Um. Well, I mean, they just kind of go through. It's it's monotonous stuff, yeah. presumably, that they they're, go through. They're going through, like, why they want Black Protocol to happen, how mm-hmm. they're going to make it happen. It's not the most titillating stuff. It's just break the gate, trap him inside with us. Yeah. It's like, you're not trapped in here. or what? There's a quote. It's funny. I can't remember right now. Um, it was something Ryan Bergara said on oh. one of the ghost hunting shows. He was like, I'm not trapped in here with you ghosts. You're trapped in here with me. Oh. And it's kind of, that's kind of the plan. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and so Cass tells them his plan and we find that it's much more daring than the last one mm-hmm. and that they'll be separated again and that their timing, oh, excuse me, and their timing, their movements based on the elder clock still. Um, and Inej mm-hmm. is kind of thinking that she should feel nervous, that she should be scared, but she only feels ready for the challenge ahead. Yep. But the first thing they needed to do was <gasps> to get the tattoo of the menagerie on her and Nina. Mm-hmm. And so Wyland sketched it um, out of something that Jesper pulled out of the mm-hmm. material. And so they could use it as ink. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for not a lot of training, Jesper is really going through it today. He's never used like He is MVP powers. today yeah. for something he very rarely does. <laughs> Um, and so Wyland sketched it out and Nina embedded the ink into her skin. Mm-hmm. And before she did it to Inez, she asked Inez if she was sure before doing it to her. And they weren't like perfect, 
um, etchings like, of the they tattoo. They wouldn't hold up if somebody was like really mm-hmm. looking, but they're hoping that nobody's going to really look. Yeah. And so before heading out to their positions, they all kind of hesitated uh, with the reality that this could be the last time that they actually see each other stuck mm-hmm. in the air. And Inej was wondering what tied them all together, mm-hmm. um, which is where that beginning quote from the beginning of this episode yes, <laughs> yes. came from um, uh. all the different different walks of life, completely different people all joined in this band of thieves. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um and uh, while everyone's kind of hesitating, Jesper eventually says no mourners, and they all say no funerals. Ugh. Even Matthias. Because he's part of them now. <laughs> <laughs> um, screaming, crying, throwing up. Um, and then uh, Jesper then makes a joke <laughs> about making sure that if he dies, that he has an open casket because the world was <laughs> the world deserves to see him just a little bit longer. Yes. And then Nina and Matthias make eye contact. Make the smoldering eye contact. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Goodness. Um, They make eye contact. They're like magnets. (sighs) I love them so much. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Um, If y'all follow us on Instagram, which you should do, at Mm -hmm. Two Mourners Pod. Yes. um, We have done a little intro introducing our hosts and Jordan's was last week and mine was this week and my favorite characters jointly are mm-hmm. Nina and Matthias. Individually, I wouldn't say they're my favorite characters, but together, but together they melt dynamic. my heart. They yep. melt my heart. Um and so Nina and Matthias make eye contact and he has to talk to her for a minute. Um <laughs> <laughs> and so they go off to have a have a little, have a little moment. Like so um, how are we gonna kill this guy? <laughs> <laughs> but with so much tension. <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> and then Inej is kind of happy about that because she needs to talk to Kaz. And so she goes over to Kaz and gives him his gloves and he, it's his turn to be a gog. And be like, what? He's like, how did you get this? And immediately puts them on. Um, and she tells him that if they make it out mm-hmm. that she's leaving the dregs and he says, that's probably good because you're too good for, you're too good for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and before before she leaves, he grabs her wrist. Um, so, okay, wait, I have to go to the book for this. Oh. So, <laughs> Oh, my gosh. So she tells him that she's leaving the dregs, um, and he tells her that she was always too good for them. Um, and as she turns to go, he grabs her wrist. Oh, my gosh. And tells her, here's a quote from the book, if we don't make it out, I want you to know, and doesn't finish it. And she waits, and she is like willing him to say something she she wants him to say something anything um and while she's waiting she reaches up and touches his cheek Mm. and he doesn't even flinch it says that she thought he might but he doesn't or like Mm -hmm. knock her hand away he doesn't and she realizes that in like the two years of them being together um like fighting Mm -hmm. together heisting together honestly Um, this was the first time she had touched him skin to skin um and he stayed still but she could see that he was kind of trembling Mm -hmm. um because we know his trauma why he doesn't like touch so this is a really big thing for him it's such a thing for him because he craves her being near him Mm -hmm. and is repulsed at the same time because of his trauma but he's trying so hard Ugh. And then she tells him, if we don't survive this night, I will die unafraid, Kaz. Can you say the same? Which I did not like. I know she's trying to, 
to like bring him out because she know. wants him to say something, but she doesn't quite know the extent of his trauma. And so I, I didn't love that. Um, but he did need to yeah, hear it he a did little need bit. To, he needed to hear it. And so he's internally freaking out, but trying really, really hard um, not to move. And he's not pulling away. And she, mm. oh my gosh, this breaks my it heart. It hurts so much. The, in the book, it says she knew it was the best he could offer. It, it was, was not, not enough. enough. <laughs> <laughs> Just going to go lie in the middle of the expressway. Oh my gosh. You know that picture from, I think it's my neighbor, Totoro, of the little girl in the pink dress just laying down in the middle of the street with the rain pounding down on her. That's how that makes me feel. Yep. Like, oh my gosh. She'll lie down in the highway and oh, yeah, yeah. see you soon. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, Godspeed, uh, it's, he's trying... Uh, He's he's that's, trying that's so the hard. Thing is that he's trying as hard as he can. And this and is a lot for him because yes. if we think about it, in since he was nine, he's seventeen now. Mm-hmm. So we can do the math. Eight years. <laughs> in eight years. That's quick maths. <laughs> thank you. Um, <laughs> I have a degree. Um, <laughs> in eight years, he has not been like had skin to skin contact with anyone. Not a hug. Mm-hmm. Not a high five. Not a handshake. Mm-hmm. Not a fist bump. Mm-hmm. <laughs> This is the first time, and it's Ugh. touching his face. Um, well, I mean, we've had, like, the fights where Matthias, like, put his hand over his mouth, and Matthias, or er, yes. Kaz almost threw up. But this is different. This is different. This is, like... And he... Uh, <sighs> and that's what hurts, is that this is the, the most he can do for her, mm-hmm. and she has the self-worth to know that he's doing the most that he can, and it's still not good enough. Which... Like, I'm glad she knows her worth, but, but it's, it's also... It's true. As long as he has this revenge in his heart, mm-hmm. and this is what motivates him, he's not enough for her. Uh, uh, he has to live for something other than spite, and until he can do that, he's not going to be enough for her. And to she be, knows that. To be fair. And he knows that. We know that he lives for spite, mm-hmm. and Inesh... Yes, but she does not she know that. She does not know that. He will not acknowledge it. He... Yet. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> ever. <sighs> yeah. Golly. There no there's a part in the no. in Crooked Kingdom where no. I almost cry, man. I'm not gonna <laughs> There's talk a lot about of it. points in Crooked Kingdom where I cry. That's fair. But with Cass and Inez specifically, I was like <laughs> at one part. I, again, that's me a lot of parts. <laughs> Cookie Kingdom's rough, man. It's good. It's good and bad that we're going to have Siege and Storm between Sixty Crows and Crooked Kingdom because we need that to keep our, our pace and everything. But also, Crooked Kingdom is so good and so painful. It hurts. Oh, um, it hurts so, so good. So she knows it's not enough and she drops her hand um, and. Uh, he takes a deep breath because it's over, but he, he did it. He did it. Um, mm-hmm. He didn't move. Uh, and um, she's kind of thinking again, like, the heart is an arrow. Mm-hmm. Um, and she knows where it's aiming now, mm-hmm. what what she's meant to do. And that this path that she's going to go on, this journey that she's about to go on, mm-hmm. is going to lead away from him. And she could she could live with that. Yep. <laughs> oh my gosh i when reading this chapter again i just kind of i missed that part (laughs) the part where she's like the path led away from him she could endure it Uh, (laughs) i can't (laughs) 
It's like, not me. <laughs> Lee Bardugo, Ugh. masterful writer that so she is. Good. I cannot endure it. <laughs> Inej might be able to, which is probably Ugh. more important. I cannot. But I can't. I, in fact, cannot. And so we get a fast forward. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, and Inej and Nina Ugh. are waiting by the dome for the menagerie to arrive. Mm-hmm. And then Nez tells her that she's going to she's gonna be late. Tanta Helene always likes to make a, an entrance. Mm-hmm. Meh. Whatever. Blech. Bitch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and Nina Nina tells her while they're waiting that she doesn't have to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, but Inej says that now she does. And she's in it and she has plans for what to do after. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the menagerie enters with Helene in the back. And Inej whistles a signal and Jesper whistles back. So the plan has started. Yep. Uh, and the girls from the menagerie are separated into three different groups to be searched, and Helene is searched separate from them. So everyone who's coming mm-hmm. into the ice court is being searched. Um, but, of course, Helene, the... I don't even want to call her a madam, because, like, no, madams have some respect in, throughout history. She does not. She's yeah. the worst. Um, she wasn't going to be searched in front of the people, the girls. Mm-hmm. Which, gross. Um, and so they pick, Inej and Nina pick the group that they're going to trade places with, so the people who look most like them. Mm-hmm. Um, and Nina and Inej make their way into an air duct um, and climb through it to the room where the group is. And Inej slides in easily and notes that it might be a little more, it'll be a tight fit for Nina, because mm-hmm. she is a plus-size queen. Mm-hmm. Um, but she makes it through, and uh, while they are looking, like, looking through the air duct, um, female feared and guards search the women. She's different. Mm-hmm. And then leave them to get dressed. But you remember the Fjordans are so pious. Uh-huh. Eh, whatever. Um, that men wouldn't search women because that's just... That's they don't... improper. Yeah. They don't um, toy with the temptation of the flesh. Whatever. Yeah, they do. We saw a, how they treated them. You could Nina. get a demerit for that. <laughs> <laughs> um... And so the Fjordan guards, or the female Fjordan guards her swim and then leave them and tell mm-hmm. them they have a few minutes to get dressed. And so Nina uses her powers to knock the four girls in the room out. Mm-hmm. Um, and they go into the room, Inej landing gracefully, Nina landing with a thud. <laughs> 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 um, and so they take the clothes off the Suli girl and the Kalish girl. Um, mm-hmm. And Nina tailors herself quickly to look like the Kalish girl and usually... Um, if she was changing hair color, she would use something close to the color mm-hmm. of her hair, but they don't have time. So she takes the the pigment from the Kalish girl's hair and puts it on her hair. Uh, um, so this poor girl's going to wake up, <laughs> like, in this place. In her underwear. With and white, with white hair, hair. With all white hair. Um, and so uh, while Nina Taylor is tailoring herself, um, she finishes up... Uh, her appearance, Inej puts the girls into a war- into a wardrobe to, like, hide them. Mm-hmm. And so she's feeling guilty um, when she ties up the Suli girl because she knows that Helene bought her to replace Inej. Mm-hmm. Um, but they put on their costumes, and Inej's is too big, and Nina's is too tight. Um, and mm-hmm. Nina's wondering what she's supposed to be. So it's kind of described as a, like, mermaid dress, super plunging, mm-hmm. very tight, um, about as, it leaves very little to the imagination. Yeah. Uh, and Inej can't help him, can't help herself, um, asks what Matthias would think of the revealing <laughs> costume. 
And Nina tells her that he wouldn't approve. <laughs> um, hold on, I have to find this in the in the book. Yes, I'm <laughs> steeply underlining <laughs> lots of things from three thirty eight. And um, so, uh, Inej asks what Mat- asks Nina what Matthias would think of the revealing costume, and Nina tells him tells her that he mm-hmm. wouldn't approve. Um, and Inej tells her. Quote, he doesn't approve of anything about you, but when you laugh, he perks up like a tulip in fresh water. <laughs> Which is like a joke, because again, Matthias, a big old lump of country muscle. Yes. Um, I just feel like the southern accent is appropriate for that term. I don't know. I feel mm-hmm. like it is, right? maybe. Yeah. Um, I think Kaz probably said it. In a southern accent. No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, he probably said it super condescendingly yeah. in like British or Dutch accent. <laughs> um but it's <laughs> have you seen that guy i think this was a vine it was a million years ago and he was like why does so you think you can dance sound like a villain it's like so you think you can dance hilarious kill him <laughs> i think that he had that same like oh my gosh. like intonation when calling him that <laughs> oh my gosh but that's funny but matthias does perk up and Inez just is teasing Nina about it. And so Nina kind of responds with like, haha, Matthias the tulip. But you know, in her heart, she's like, he does? He does? <laughs> he likes me. He doesn't like me. He likes me. <laughs> he really, really likes her. <laughs> <laughs> so much. So much. Um, so uh. anyway. <laughs> and so um, the guards knock on the door and um, mm-hmm. open the door. And Inej tells her that they'll need a distraction because they're going to notice that four girls went in and only two are coming out. <laughs> and Nina's like, no, no, no. I got Leave this. it to me. I got this. Girl, I, I got you. She um, said, pick up your dress. You don't want it to get gross. <laughs> and so in order to distract the guards from only the two of them coming out of the room, um, Nina makes one of the guards' nose bleed. And the other one, she makes her sick all over the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why Kat, or, uh, Nina told Inej to pick up her skirt. Because mm-hmm. she was going to make her vomit. Um, <laughs> and Inej tells her she thinks it might have been overkill. Um, they only needed to do that to one of the guards. Mm-hmm. But they continue. And Inej leads them into a line away from the other menagerie girls. Because remember, there is an extra checkpoint. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. They all have to be checked before going into this room, and um, Inej puts them in a line away from the other girls, and when Nina gets to the guard, it's a stone-cold guard who mm-hmm. is all about the rules and is asking her, you should have freckles, like you're heavier than your papers say, mm-hmm. and she flirts her way through. She's like, like good for her. She's... She's- She's masking that room. Yeah. And she flirts her way through the discrepancies on her papers. And remember, she's wearing this super tight dress that leaves nothing to the imagination. She's mm-hmm. flirting with this guy, this Druskella, who... Ick. Yeah. You know. You know what he's expecting. Oh, yeah. Um, and so, um, she flirts her way through the discrepancies on her papers, and he lets her through and tells her that he'll be at the party later. So she's like, I'll save you a damn. <laughs> gross um and then Inej is up and as she passes the guard she stumbles Inej (gasps) never stumbles that's so weird um and the guard tells her to wait and then looks at her tattoo he tells her to show her her arm and he notes that it it's 
doesn't look quite right. She's like, oh, I had a burn as a child. Um, But he sends her to a group of people that have been deemed suspicious and are going to have their papers reviewed again. Mm -hmm. Um, And so Nina is watching her kind of panicked, but Inez just nods at her thinking, it's up to you now. We we in it now. Yes. Um, And that is the end of chapter 28. That brings us to 29. And this now is actually, it's... This is actually a pretty short... It is. ...episode for... I really thought this one was going to be longer. It's because it's more action-packed. Yeah. And chapter 29, in Matthias's point of view... At 9 o'clock. Um, I was like, yeah, it is 9 o'clock. It's 9.30. <laughs> it's 9.30 <laughs> like in real life. Um, so we are at nine bells. Oh, I have that... That's literally the first thing I have in my notes, but I just <laughs> said that. I know myself so well. You do. Uh, you know, I was listening to the past episodes, mm-hmm. and I was like, you said something, or I said something, and I was like, oh man, this would make a really great joke after that, and mm-hmm. then we said it. <laughs> I, like, I do ah. that kind of stuff all the time, I'm like, dang. I'm like, oh man, and then I'm like, ah, we're hilarious. We're so funny. <laughs> <laughs> and so, chapter 29 is in Matthias's point of view, and we're at nine mm-hmm. bells, so nine, nine o'clock, and Jesper, Wylan, Kaz, and Matthias are running along the roof toward the Druskela part of the ice court. Mm-hmm. So, remember, we were in the prison part. Um, they made their way to the embassy part where Nina and Inej are. And now the four of the, the boys are making their way to the Druskela part. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, different buildings. If you imagine a castle, it's, like, different wings of a castle, almost. Yeah. Um, I would say so. And uh, they know that... Wylan is is panting. He's out of breath from running. Oh, Wylan, my <laughs> Which beloved. I would be too. I would be too. Every I time we record at my house upstairs and we have to take a minute every time we walk up the stairs. Okay, here's the thing. I don't care how in shape you are. It's hard walking upstairs. You will always be out of shape, out of breath. Yes. Going up a flight of stairs. It's true. You know what was the worst thing in college when I had like a class on the Bro, third floor? you're telling me. And I like get up there and sometimes there would be people like next to me mm-hmm. who I had in class so you just had to be like <laughs> <laughs> they're doing the same thing though everybody's blowing out through their nose like you ready for today's exam <laughs> yeah so sometimes, i didn't study sometimes i would take the <laughs> elevator but you know the elevator in the political science building at the oh, university that we went to it could kill you and i almost got i it's scary i remember i got in there i was the first one in and a whole bunch of people piled in Mm-mm. and then we started to go up and it went back down and i was like absolutely nope. not so nope. i got off even though i was the first one in the elevator dumb Ugh. and there's also only one elevator in that building Dude. so <laughs> that happened that almost happened to me at our place of work this week oh only two of them are working yeah it's scary it's i tricked the one that wasn't working though so when you what hit, do you mean you tricked it i tricked it <laughs> so you when you cast <laughs> When you hit down, it opens, and then you get in, but it won't go down until it goes up. So I got in, I hit fifth floor, it dot me to the fifth floor, and then I hit first floor, and it brought me downstairs. Oh my gosh. Is that the middle one or the right one? It's the middle one. I've only gotten the right one, and I will not take the middle one now. No. So anyway. And I never take the left one. That one's gotten stuck like eight times. That one's out of order. Good. Yeah. It needs to be decommissioned. It's dangerous. Anyway, anyway, um, <laughs> elevator talk. Uh, <laughs> that's a good one. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, where was this when Inez was climbing up the incinerator shaft? That would have been really good commentary. Um, I feel like it works now. It does. It does. Because um, they're not using elevators. Yes. <laughs> 
Okay, so anyway, um, Wylan is out of breath. The rest of them are keeping up. Mm-hmm. Matthias, of course, who is the most in shape out of all of them, mm-hmm. is jogging along easily. Just um, fine. Jesper, also jogging along easily. Uh, I think of Jesper almost like if, if he were to play a sport, he would play, he would run cross country. Yeah, I would agree he's, with that. Because he's tall and skinny. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matthias, probably football. Yeah, definitely. Um, Wylan chess yes <laughs> and kaz i don't know what would what's what kaz um would be really resentful of all of them because he had to work after school and oh. couldn't be in any groups mm. so he would be really mean and call them jocks uh-huh. or if he well let's just say oh if he were to play a sport maybe it would be golf because of his cane <laughs> he just uses his cane <laughs> he just uses his cane as a golf club maybe maybe you're like absolutely maybe it does have a crow head on the end, so you know. It's giving Alice in Wonderland. It's... I'm trying to think. Oh, maybe maybe like hockey. Like maybe hockey's really violent, so I can see I can that see being him doing a fit. that. And he uses his he uses can't uses a hockey stick to whack him. There you go. So I can see him playing hockey. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> off on that tangent. Um, so as they're running, uh, they're running towards the Duskel part of the ice court. Mm-hmm. Matthias kind of threatens Kaz, um, and asks him, what would happen if, if I say no? Right. And Kaz I, I is, could still turn you in. And Kaz is like, you wouldn't leave Nina stranded at the ice Please. court. Matthias is like, what if I would? And Kaz is like, you wouldn't. It's like, <laughs> me thinks he does protest too much. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. You want to leave? He's like, no, no. I didn't say, I didn't say that. <laughs> I'm just saying, what if I did? Uh, Come on, homie. <laughs> Transparent. Yeah. You can read him like a book. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Jesper catches up to them and makes a joke um, that if they were to die, it's at least a pretty place to die. Yeah, that's the thing about the ice court is that mm-hmm. it is really pretty. Which is kind of a bummer because it's like not a great place. <laughs> Ooh, major bummer. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is, though. It's but like, it's pretty. It's like horrible things happen in this beautiful place. Mm. Um. And so Wylan also makes note that there's water everywhere. Hmm. Um, and there's some back and forth as to what it symbolizes. Mm-hmm. And Matthias is the only one who stays quiet. Because if we remember, Jell is their god and you can speak to him through the ash tree. And of mm-hmm. course you need water to do that. And through like, water. Pour, through water. Mm-hmm. And so water is sacred to them. And so he doesn't even, doesn't pretend to entertain their antics. Yep. Um, and so they keep moving and they use rope to get to the roof of the Druscala building. So they have to kind of, um, shimmy their way across a rope like they did to get from the prison to the embassy now at the Druscala building. Mm-hmm. Um, and as Matthias got, like actually stepped foot on the building, he felt dizzy, um, mm-hmm. because it's, it's as if all these flashbacks are coming back to him um because this is his his home home. yeah and so it was the place that he felt most at home um but now he doesn't even know where home is what it means who he is which that like made me feel sad because Mm -hmm. he grew up here we know that his family um were killed by grisha um and so as a child he was taken as a in in under brum's wing as a druskela trainee Mm -hmm. Um, and has had this ideology thrown at him since he was a child. Um, 
And he's like overcoming that. But this is the place where he felt most at home because it's where he grew it's up. where he grew up. Uh, which is sad. And he can Ugh. also hear the wolves barking in the distance. Oh and he wonders gosh. if they would recognize him because mm-hmm. he barely recognizes himself anymore. <sighs> so sad. <laughs> and it, he also... It's hard. Mm-hmm. He also notes that his thoughts have been meddled with other people in the group, mm-hmm. um, with Inej's courage, thinking of Jesper's daring, mm-hmm. and with Nina. Always Nina. Ugh. Oh my god. They're... Ugh. She's kids already. I know. <laughs> they love each other so much. Um, and then he thinks <sighs> that he was so happy to see her come out of the incinerator. And I remember he and Wylan were kind of pulling mm-hmm. the people um, who were coming to the top of the incinerator So really out. him and Wylan was yeah. like moral support. Wylan grabbed the rope. He, he <laughs> Wylan was also there. Yeah. But. <laughs> what is it? Um, and then it's Mike. <laughs> Um, it's the, it's me and you and you and me mm-hmm. and your friend, Steve. Yes. It's true. Wylan. It's true. <laughs> it's so true. Um, and so he notes that he was happy to see her come out of the incinerator, but that it was really hard to let her go. Uh, just, just have a conversation. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love them so much. <laughs> And they love each other so much. But they just don't talk about it. And no, I made, we made a podcast to, to talk about it. admit it. it. Yes. Um, so anyway, heartbroken. Um, and so he is still kind of thinking about home and all this place has been to him. Mm-hmm. But he also realizes that he can't have any distractions because any distractions can make them not succeed in the mission. Therefore, mm-hmm. Nina could die. <laughs> and so he's like, time to move on. Mm-hmm. Keep going forward like a shark. Yeah. And so they reach the roof that over, the part of the roof that overlooks um, the ice moat. So mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to describe. We described it a little bit. So the White Island in the center of the ice court, and that's where the mm-hmm. big ash tree is, is surrounded by water. Obviously, a moat. Um, that is what a moat is. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's hard to picture. So... It a fortress, I would say, with an yeah. island in the middle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a glass bridge. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and something important about the moat is that the water underneath is always running, mm-hmm. but there is like a paper thin crust of ice on top of it mm-hmm. at all times. So it's chilly. It's chilly, <laughs> and you never know where the water is or how where it's going to take you because you can't see it below the ice. Where did it come from? Where did it go? Where did it come from? <laughs> well, we'll find out Cut where it came bow. from. <laughs> We're hilarious. We're too funny. Um, uh, we should start a podcast. We so should. <laughs> um, and so they are at the roof of uh, the part of the building that overlooks the ice moat. And um, it there it's noted that... Like everything else in the ice court, it's white and it's clean and it's very polished. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, again, the water concealed by like a very thin sheet of ice. Like a skin of ice. Mm-hmm. Um, and so while they're there, Kaz ties some rope to the edge of the roof and um, is getting ready to rappel down to the shores of the ice moat. 
Um, and before he goes down, he tells Jesper and Wylan that they know what to do, and it has to happen at 11 bells, not mm-hmm. before. And Jesper's like, when have I ever been early? Which is never. Um, he was early earlier in the book, though. No, he was on time. That's right, that's right, sorry. He was on time. That's correct, which is early for him. And Kaz was like, why is he on time? And Inej <laughs> is like, mm. Or no, Kaz was like, why is he early? And Inej was like, he's, he's on, on time. time. That's right, you're right. So Early for him, though. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so Kaz repels over the side, and Matthias follows him. Um, they are... I'm trying to think. I I was thinking of, like, from Shrek. Which is a spoof of Mission Impossible. When Pinocchio goes down, I'm wearing ladies' underwear. And his nose doesn't grow. He's like, you're wearing ladies' underwear? No. No. That's kind oh of my what God, I thought. That's our Shrek reference. We have gone so long without one. We went like two or three episodes without a Shrek fr- a Shrek reference. Yeah, but I did sing Selena in one of the previous episodes. That's also true. So, um, oh my gosh. <laughs> so that's kind of what I thought of. It's yeah, not it's actually not. what is happening, but that is definitely... the only commonality is they're repelling down a building. Yeah. But um, not even there. close. It's still there. Um, and so uh, they are going down, um, and Matthias looks up and sees Wylan and Jesper. He keeps going down, but the next time he looked up, they had moved on to their tasks. Um, and so uh, as Kaz is, they made it to the bottom of mm-hmm. the shore, but it's really, shore is, is a loose is, term. Shore is generous. It's like. A concrete rim around a pond, kind yeah. of. I mean, if you've ever been to Chicago and, like, the, um, if you're taking, like, a little boat cruise downtown, mm-hmm. they have a lot of walkways mm-hmm. on, um, like, right next to the river, so you can, you're literally right there. It's almost like that, I yeah, would say. Yeah, I would say it's, so. It's not, it's not. There's no sand or mm-mm. grit or anything. It's, it's clearly, like, man-made and mm-hmm. it's stone. Yeah. And so Kaz is looking out at the moat and ask, he asks Matthias, how do we cross? Like, I don't, I don't see anything. And Matthias tells him. He hits him with a, you're not worthy. <laughs> like he's Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> and Kaz is like, also, I don't need glasses to see. There's nothing here. Stop <laughs> messing with me, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Matt. <laughs> oh my gosh. So. Uh. Um, Matthias tries to, to one-up him, and Kaz mm-hmm. immediately is like, I'm not blind. Like, come I on. I don't see anything. Um, and so, Matthias doesn't even respond, because he knows that- Yeah, he's like, I'm not gonna dignify that with a response. Because you lost. Yes. You lost, my friend. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so, Matthias starts feeling along the wall, and runs his hand over the stone, um, and then he tells- Kaz that on Ring Scala um, is when the Druskela finish their initiation. Mm-hmm. Um, so they go from novice to... They go from aspirant to novice. Oh, there you go. Yeah. From aspirant to novice uh, during the ceremony that happens in the sacred ash that's in the middle of the um, ice moat. So it's like from prospective to apprentice. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> Kaz, ever the asshole, mm-hmm. asthmatized... Is that where the tree talks to you? 
<laughs> I love that Matthias's instinct is to just shove him into the water, which he had every right to do. Yes, but he tamps it down. <laughs> He's like Nina, Nina. <laughs> <laughs> not really. That that's nowhere mentioned. That's do nowhere mentioned her. in the it's book. It's not, but it's but it's implied. It's implied. <laughs> um, and Matthias tells him that it's where they hope to hear the voice of Jell, mm-hmm. and if they're worthy, Jell shows them the path to the sacred ash past the water because they can't use mm-hmm. the like regular glass bridge to get there there's a secret and if they're worthy enough then they'll they'll know where it is secret ice bridge secret um, ice bridge did you say secret ass bridge ice bridge oh <laughs> just <laughs> i was like what is a secret ass butt bridge? cheeks <laughs> secret 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 ass like, bridge the secret ass bridge yeah. <laughs> ain't nobody know where that bridge is it's one secret ass bridge that oh is actually what that's actually what Brum told Matthias. Yeah, he said, "Hey, because that's the, that's the trick. It's not that if you're worthy, it's like this boys' club where you got to know somebody who knows somebody who knows yeah. the secret, and that's how they pick who's gonna go forward. Is if literally like it's he says in his like internal monologue, it's like if you didn't get along with the group, if others didn't like you, if you were weak, then you didn't get told the secret. But if like leadership saw potential in you." You get taken aside on the night of initiation, and they'd be like, Psst, "Here's how you get across." Mm-hmm. So it's like you—if your mentor likes you, then you'll get across. Mm-hmm. If they don't like you, you're screwed. This is where your Drusquilla journey ends. Yeah, which is like very—I would—I would assume very shameful. Yeah, I would. I, that's not something you want to go home to your mom's feared in basement. <laughs> like I. I wasn't worthy, Mom. So that's a bummer. And then while <laughs> <laughs> while Matthias is recounting this in his mind, uh, we find that Brahm is actually the one who told him where to find the secret and how to get across. Mm-hmm. So Matthias was Brahm's favorite. Again, he took him under yeah, his he wing. He was like a son to him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to throw up. Don't throw up. <laughs> no. Um <laughs> And so uh, Matthias is looking for it, and he found um, what is actually the carved a carved wolf into the stone. Um, and that, like you, you wouldn't find if you didn't know it was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, in front of that is where the bridge is, mm-hmm. and it's under the ice, so you can't tell. So it's like under the water, under the ice. If your grandmother's house, we know. <laughs> If you know, like, Chris, Sorry. not that Chris Angel is fake at no. all, but if you ever watched his show, did you ever watch his show? A little bit. I loved yeah. it. Um, there's, like, the beginning intro where it's, like, mm-hmm. mind freak, and he's walking across a pool, mm-hmm. um, and people, like, swim under him. It's probably just a bridge. It's... He's not Jesus. Um, <laughs> Don't tell him that. Um, um, Chris Angel, if you're listening to this, I completely believe that you can walk on water. Um, and so that's pretty much what the Druskella do yeah. to get to the ice court. Yeah. Or to the, um, ice, what is it? The, there's so yeah. many ice, the white. The, the white island. There you go. Um, and so Kaz is still not quite seeing it, mm-hmm. um, but he's about to cross and Matthias yanks him back and they look up because they're at the bottom of, mm-hmm. of this enclosure. I, yeah. Yeah. Cause like, remember the ice court is like. Above. Three yeah. big rings, and they're mm-hmm. finally inside. Mm-hmm. So now they're in the bottom of the ring structure, which means there are watchtowers up above them. Mm-hmm. And so Matthias points to the guards that are above, and because um, 
part of the Driscella initiation is that they have to go across undetected. Mm-hmm. And so Matthias tells him that he will be seen, so to use this. And so he rubs his hand on the wall, and um, it's like a chalky substance that like comes off. stone, probably. Uh-huh. And so it'll cam- it will quote-unquote camouflage them from the bu- view of the guards, um, mm-hmm. because it's it's just a... It'll make their backs white so that if they're looking out, they'll blend in with the white of the ice. It's like PETA in the water. (laughs) It is. Yeah. It is. If you've ever, like, if, I don't know, I'm trying to think of where this happened to me because it's happened to me before. Like, at a park. You have to camouflage yourself? Yes. No. Like, at a park or something and there's, like, limestone bricks of, like, a wall and you lean on it and you come away Mm -hmm. and, like, your butt's white Mm -hmm. from leaning on it. That's this, but on purpose. Mm Mm-hmm. And so, um... Uh, that's what he had done. That's what Matthias had done when he was being initiated into the Druskela. And so, um, Kaz and Matthias paint themselves white. Um, but Matthias notes that before he moves, uh, Kaz tucks his gloves away that Inez should give him back. Um, it's like, interesting. Noted. Hmm. So again, they all see each other. They but they see, don't see themselves. Mm-hmm. They see each other. They know who likes who, but except when it comes to their partners. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Children. Good grief. Um, and Matthias leads the way and Kaz is following behind him. Uh, and they're stepping in the water. So um, Kaz is kind of shocked and almost sucks in a breath <laughs> when he gets on. Um, and Matthias makes fun of him. Uh, <laughs> Even though his feet are also cold. Yeah. But he can handle it. He's like, I can do this. <laughs> um, and so he, they're also like again aware of of the of the guard towers that are above them as they're passing, um, and uh, <laughs> as they almost make it <laughs> across, uh-huh. Kaz tells him, "Quote: All this to be a witch hunter? The dregs need a better initiation." <laughs> Kaz is like, "I really gotta start hazing these guys more." <laughs> Dang. Um, <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> and Matthias, ever ever pious, um, <laughs> he he's like, this is this is only one part of it. Like there's a lot there's a lot more. This is a tradition. Um, <laughs> Kaz is such a dick, but he's so funny. He's like, oh, I know. That's when you do your secret handshake with the mm-hmm. tree. Uh, and Matthias tells him that there's nothing nothing sacred in his life. And Kaz tells him, you're wrong. And you're like. Yeah, in a rare moment of honesty and vulnerability, mm-hmm. Kaz is like, that's not right. But what is sacred in his life? Is it a niche? Mm. 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 Probably. Mm. 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 Is it spite? <laughs> is it revenge? Mm. Tune into Crooked Kingdom to find out. <clears throat> it's a niche. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now they're not going to tune in. <laughs> Please tune in. Um, <laughs> and um, so... They talked about magic it. tricks for a little bit. Yeah. And- <laughs> Why Kaz is the way he is. It's actually really great that we talked about Chris Angel because they really do talk about do. magic tricks. Um, so there's, as they're, th- this is like the first time Kaz and Matthias have had a conversation that is not Matthias calling him a demon and, and Kaz, Kaz being a complete jerk. Yeah. Only half a jerk. And so, yeah. <laughs> Honestly. So they're talking about how Kaz learned how to do locks and he's actually honest about it, mm-hmm. um, which is interesting. And so, um, as they are walking, um, they all of a sudden, 
or so they walked across the secret bridge and going through like a passage mm-hmm. um and just as they were about to come out of that into where they were supposed to be two guards come around the corner um which they were not expecting no <laughs> and if we remember uh Kaz and Matthias are still in prison clothes yes and, and so they're like jailbreak yeah and so the two guards yell, but then Matthias yells a command. Just like instinct. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a a command uh, an office, a Druskela officer would give. Mm-hmm. And so they pause. Um, but they're, they, they're conditioned <laughs> to hear those words and be like, oh, sorry. Yeah. But they're super confused because a guy mm-hmm. in a prison outfit is yelling it at them. Um, and so while they pause, uh, Matthias uh, grabs one of the soldier's rifles and headbutts him mm-hmm. which i feel like there's a better way to do that i don't know that's just me um and then kaz knocks the other guy over um and uh gets behind him and chokes him and knocks him out knocks yeah. him out um and so if we know matthias grabbed the rifle and knocked the guy out uh kaz did not grab the guy's rifle just knocked it out and so matthias mm-hmm. has a gun in his hands and kaz brecker did not um, and so Matthias is thinking, this is the one chance I've ever, I could have ever gotten one up on Kaz. Mm-hmm. And I just took out two people who were supposed to be my brothers in arms. Mm-hmm. Um, I could end this all right now. It's like, I could kill him. I could damn them all. Mm-hmm. But then he's like, I could do Nina. And he's not going to do that. Well, and then he also has a moment about Kaz. He's like, mm-hmm. you know, he has his own type of honor. He could have sold Matthias out at any yeah, point. Yeah, that's true. He could have revealed him at any point. He didn't. So he he has, he's come to have this begrudging respect for him. And then also Matthias, ever honorable and sticking to this moral code, no matter who he is or who he becomes, he's not going to shoot someone who's unarmed. And so he lowers the gun. <laughs> and Kaz is like, the cat that ate the canary. Like, <laughs> <laughs> But then we find out, like, Kaz tells him, I wasn't sure what you were going to do. And Matthias mm-hmm. tells him, well, neither was I. Um, but for Nina, <laughs> I'll do mm-hmm. anything. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> then Kaz tells him, Kaz is such an ass. He is. He tells him that it was a test. This was a test. <laughs> because... The rifle that had been knocked out of the guard's hands was on the floor, and Kaz just like kicks it and picks it, puts it in his hands, and points it at Matthias. Um, yeah, he literally does. I'm not even kidding. A kickflip <laughs> with this guard's rifle. He stamps on it really hard with one foot, and the pressure of that stamp flips it up, and he catches it, and it's immediately pointed at him within like a half second. And Kaz tells him that he needed to be sure that Matthias was with them. Um, He's like, how'd you know? I wouldn't shoot. He's like. Because you're decent. Which, yeah. So it was a test. And so the guards are knocked out. Um, they uh, take the guards' cl- uniforms and put the prison uniforms on them, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are going to make their way to the embassy. Because um, yep. they, they have a plan. They got stuff to do. And Matthias tells Kaz, one day you'll run out of tricks, Demjin. Uh, and Kaz... Again, ever the smartass is like... <laughs> he, he always has to have the last word. He does. <laughs> He's like, well, today's not that day. At least you better hope it's not. He's so good at one-liners. Uh, he Kaz is. could also be a comedian. He just, it's all timing. <laughs> Magic tricks, comedy, horror. 
It's Kaz, all timing. Kaz the one man show. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna go on tour. It's true. And Inej, Kaz and Inej on tour. Oh my gosh. Well, in the show, they like sneak yeah. into the little palace with a show. That's true. And Inej does the silks and Jesper does yeah. his shooting and Kaz is like, I'll make my own way in. Well, he, he could have done the card tricks. He could have. He really could have. I wonder why they didn't put that he, in. He's observant enough that he could like be a psychic you know <laughs> like sherlock holmes type beat like oh looking God. at the scuffs on their shoe and it's like you have a garden it has turnips in it and they're like how'd you know and it's like because they have turnip dirt on their yeah. shoe or whatever like he could have definitely done that i wonder why they didn't do that i don't know that's interesting because he's stubborn well yeah i interesting well i guess he wouldn't want to show people his hand and what he could do yeah that's he likes to play it a little closer to the chest. Also, we haven't mentioned season two. Speaking of season two, if anyone listening knows when season two will be released, we would great. love to know. We are hurtling towards 2023. So any news would be appreciated. Yeah. And yeah. I'm just saying if the Mario movie can put out two trailers in two months. And that's the Mario movie. Hmm? And that's the Mario movie. And that's the Mario movie. So we're just waiting. We'll be waiting to hear from anyone about waiting anything. patiently. At night, all night, impatiently, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and so that is the end of chapter twenty nine, boop, 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 boop. and we move on to chapter thirty, which and is in Jasper's point of view. Again, more Jasper, and now it's nine fifteen. In the book, in real <laughs> life, it's it's ten. Um, and so it starts with Jasper knowing that he should be mad at Kaz mm-hmm. for going after Pekka Rollins and completely ruining the plan that they had Mm -hmm. um but uh as he and wylan are going to the gatehouse of the driskella he was just so happy because this is the biggest adrenaline rush that he's ever Mm -hmm. had and remember jesper lives for adrenaline he's an adrenaline junkie and he this is so dangerous and their plans had to change but he's so happy because he loves this kind of stuff he thrives on this kind of stuff and he hates that he does. Yes. He wishes he wasn't this way, but he can't deny that he's, like, mm-hmm. so happy right now. Yeah. And so, uh, they're going, they were going away from the crowds because they're, um, walking or running away from the embassy. Mm-hmm. So, the further out, the quieter it is. But, uh, Jesper notes that the silence seemed weighted and it seems sinister, mm-hmm. which is an interesting way to describe the silence. Yeah. It's not empty. It's like it's mm-hmm. in anticipation of something bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, uh, while they're going, Jesper again can't really sit still. So if we remember the baleen a few chapters ago that can help them breathe, mm-hmm. um, on underwater at some point, he starts wiggling it and tells himself that he needs to stop because if he triggered it he would be out of it but then also wylan would never let him live it yep. down because it wasn't wylan making that mistake it yes. was jesper um and so then we get a description of the druskela gatehouse Ugh. area and it is described as quote a large pyramid shaped skylight that looked down on what seemed to be a training room its floor emblazoned mm-hmm. with druskela's wolf's head Mm -hmm. uh the shelves lined with weapons so clean pristine weapons um and then there's like another pyramid and he sees the dining hall where all the druskella would eat Mm -hmm. um 
and there's more wolves' heads because the wolves are sacred. But then one entire wall <sighs> has a banner, a huge banner, a huge banner, um, and you can't really see a pattern, but it's patchwork of red, blue, and purple cloth, and it clicks that these are trophies from Grisha that were killed. Mm-hmm. And so those are the Grisha colors. Again, red for Korporaki, which is why Matthias calls Nina Little Red Bird. Oh. Um, blue for Etherealki, so the summoners, and purple mm-hmm. for Materialki. Um, and so they're, they have kept parts of their keftas as trophies. And, and there's thousands, thousands. of them. Mm-hmm. And Jesper, oh. Jesper's thinking if he had joined the second army, he would have worn purple. And starts to kind of wonder what that would have been like if he would have been hunted, um, if he would have been part of the second army, would he even been have been in battle? Because fabricators make stuff they don't they don't actually battle, mm-hmm. um, and so he tries to leave it behind, to stop thinking about it, and tells them that they need to keep moving. Uh, and so, the gatehouse in the the Duskela part um, was built around a courtyard, yep. uh, and so. Anyone could be seen. So the ice court, and especially, I will say that the Druskela parts um, are built so guards can see you, so that wherever yeah. you go, you will be seen. So you can't get away with anything. Because the Druskela are the most trained types of soldiers. Yep. Um, so everything here can be seen. Uh, and so we get a little bit more of a description of the building, more wolf's mm-hmm. heads, things like that. Um, Very Third Reich. Yes. And it's also interesting to note that this part is the only building that has any anything made out of, out of black. Mm-hmm. Um, everything else in the ice court is white or light gray. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is the only part that has black metal. Um, and they could see a guard below. So again, looking over and down into it. Mm-hmm. And Wyland's confused. He's like, there's only one. Matthias said that there would be four. Um, and they're they're thinking, well, maybe like the protocol that Nina set off, maybe mm-hmm. that's helping Took them. Some away. Um, why would they think that? Dumb. <laughs> um, and <laughs> Jesper's like, yeah, or maybe there's a whole bunch of Fjordans who are just, <laughs> just watching. inside, yeah. <laughs> and um, the one guard that they see takes some Jurda, not Perem, the stimulant, mm-hmm. like caffeine, because he's just sitting there bored. Yeah. Um, it's like a mix of like caffeine and like chewing tobacco, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also notes that the guard that they see is not a Druskela, it's just a regular guard, which yeah. is interesting. Just regular regular, because mm-hmm. all the Druskela are celebrating. Yes. Because um, this is the night that they initiated. They initiated. just graduated. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, he notes that the guard is in just a regular guard's uniform, not Druskela. Um, but he's still thinking about the banner. And so we get a little bit of a flashback, um, or more information on yeah, Jesper. More we've, context. We've had probably the least background information on Jesper. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we find that his mother was Zemini, but his father's Kalish. And so um, he has gray eyes in the mm-hmm. book. Um, so he's like half and half. He's very clearly like of mixed heritage. Mm-hmm. Um, but he has his light eyes from his Kalish dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and he keeps the superstitions of the Wandering Isle, like where his dad is from. 
-hmm. And Jesper remembers that when he had started to show his powers, his dad was heartbroken and encouraged him to keep his powers hidden because he was afraid for him. Not of him, but but for him. him. Um, And his dad told him that the world can be cruel to his kind. But Jesper also thought that maybe his dad was afraid of him, not just for him. Yeah. Which is sad. His dad just wants to protect him. His dad's doing his best, honestly. Yeah. And we'll get more into that, I think, in Crooked Kingdom. Mm -hmm. It's not in this one. Um, And he's, again, thinking, well, what if he had gone to Ravka instead of Kirch? Because we remember he went to Kirch from uh, Nova Nova Zam. Yeah. Um, to go to school. To go to school. And he was thinking, well, what if I went to Ravka instead? Um, maybe I went to gamble. Maybe I'd learn to use my powers. And again, lots of what Just ifs. What ifs, yep. Um, but he shakes himself out of it uh, and is like, I'm going in. And Jesper asks him, what's the plan? <laughs> and, or, so or Wylan asks Jesper. Wylan asks Jesper. He's like, great, what are we doing? And Jesper tells him, just watch. <laughs> Don't believe me, just watch. And then just, like, literally jumps off the roof. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> and the wild's like, well, let me help. Mm-hmm. And Jesper just tells him to watch and stay out of the way. Yes. Um, and uh, so Jesper starts to lower himself down and is right above the guard. <laughs> and two more come out of the guard. <laughs> and, yeah, literally as he's going uh. down, two more. Oh my gosh, he's like a little spider, like (laughs) dangling over like what he thought was going to be an easy mark. He was like, I'll be the hero. This will take my mind off of things. He is like Pinocchio because he's kind of stuck there. Um, And so he starts to rappel down and um, literally as he's getting ready to attack that guard, more guards come out. And he's like, like, why did I do this? Like, what do I do? I'm a fool. I don't plan things. Why did I think I could plan something? (laughs) He's like, this is why we leave the planning to cast. Oh, no. Um, And then one of the guards asks, did you hear something? And he's like, (laughs) grab, 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 grab. He's like, no, 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 no. And it's like in slow motion. They're like turning around. One is craning his head. (laughs) That's what Wyland starts saying. (laughs) Um, so as one of them is about to look up and spot Jesper, um, we hear some singing in Fjordin. What? We're like, what? And it's beautiful. Yeah. It's like a, a lovely singing voice. Mm-hmm. And it's Wylan. <laughs> <laughs> and the guards, like, turn to where the song is coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're calling names to ask, like, who the guard is. Mm-hmm. Um... Like, oh, that's Steve. We know Steve loves karaoke. <laughs> this happened to me one time in college. I had the same shower shoes as another girl on my floor. And I was taking a shower. And this girl came in and went, oh, is that Caitlin? What's up, girl? And I was like, no. <laughs> this, is, this isn't Caitlin. And then we all showered silently for like 20 minutes. That's so It was so <laughs> awkward. I hate that so much. Um, but that's what's happening here. Wylan's singing and they're like, Steve, you dog. Um, but he's making, he's, he's singing like in a drunken mm-hmm. voice because it's a party for the, the Duskella. Um, and the guards start laughing and join in on the song. And then Jesper, <laughs> he's like, <laughs> <laughs> Jesper lives out his Spider-Man fantasy and jumps down on some, on one of them. 
snaps his neck. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, and then uh, snaps his neck, and the next guard is like turning around, wondering what happened. But Jesper um, hits him, and then a while. <laughs> Juarezito grabs <laughs> another guard Nelson. and Jesper uh, comes forward and, and knocks him out as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and he gives one of the rifles to Wyland and takes one. Um, and they were waiting for more guards, but no one came. Uh, so there were only three. <laughs> one had been pulled away. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Jesper asks him, quote, is that how you shut up and stay out of the way? And Wyland's like, is that how you say thank you? It's like that scene in Beauty and the Beast where they're arguing back and forth. And she's like, well, maybe you should learn to mind your temper. And all the objects are like, but he's like, you're right. Except it's not that movie. (laughs) (laughs) Wrong, wrong. (laughs) But it's much like that. Wrong one. (laughs) They they went straight to like the bickering phase. Yeah, real cute. Um, And then Jesper asked him what he was singing. And Wyland tells him that it was a national anthem. Because remember, he knows schoolroom feared it. (laughs) So imagine you're a guard. All of your friends who are in private school are graduating and, like, having a great time. And you're just out in the cold by yourself. <laughs> and then out of nowhere, oh, say, can you see? <laughs> and you're like, oh, my gosh. Is and that someone, Dave? And then someone jumps on top of you. And then someone kills you. And that's the last thing you ever experience. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Whack. Um, and so... Uh, Jesper tells him, I'm impressed with you and your tutors. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, and so they take two of the guards' uniform, tie them up, um, mm-hmm. and, like, gag them so they can't yell when they wake up. And Wyland's uniform was way too big. So remember Wyland's, Wyland's little emo he just, boy? He's just a little guy. Yeah. He's a little fluffy guy. <laughs> and Jesper very <laughs> looks like he's wearing high water pants. <laughs> <laughs> um... And Wyland asks if it's safe to leave them and doesn't want to finish his sentence. <laughs> and Jesper's like, alive? He, he, but I'm not he, killing someone who's asleep. And Wyland's <laughs> like, so wake him up. <laughs> Which Wyland has had, like, very... He's, he's coming into this band of thieves and becoming one of them. Yes. Um, and so uh, Jesper just tells him to make sure that, that the gags are tight. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they kind of move them to the side so they're not obviously seen. Um, and they climb up some stairs, go through some corridors, and mm-hmm. they enter a room, um, the, the guard house. Um, and in it, it's just like a normal room, um, mostly empty, but there's a table that had some things on it mm-hmm. and the walls had tons of rifles very expensive like rifles. Nice, top of the line. Mm-hmm. And Jesper knows because remember he has his two revolvers. Uh, but it's very clean. And uh, that a big chunk of the room was taken up by, quote, a long winch, handles mm-hmm. at each end, thick loops of chain spooled around it. Um, so this is where the gate is um, controlled from. Yeah. And so they have to figure out how to break it to keep it closed. And they were expecting cables or mm-hmm. ropes, but not giant steel link chains. So yeah. it's going to take a long time. Way more time. And remember, they have two hours and 45 minutes, Bakers, mm-hmm. for this challenge. So. And. It's uh, gonna, no, they have one hour. Take, 
Well, because it started at 9.15. And he, yeah, and but the right now it says the Elder oh, Clock begins right. to sound <gasps> 10 bells. You're so right. So they have an hour mm-hmm. to do this. And so Jesper tells Wyland that he'll weaken the links. So remember, he's a fabricator, so he mm-hmm. can kind of control that. Um, and that they need to find anything that can completely break it. And so Wyland has some some scissors that they took from the laundry. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Jesper's trying to convince himself that they have time to do it, that we can, we can we do time. this. We can still make it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he's also thinking about what what could go wrong. What if someone else, what if Matthias fails, what if Cass fails, what if Nina fails, what if Inej fails, what if, what if I fail? What if I fail? Um, and he's thinking of all the things that could go wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but... They gotta, they gotta do it. Gotta do it. And so that is the end of chapter 30 um, in Jester's point of view. Yeah. And so we're pretty close to we're being done. We're super close. I would say maybe two episodes are left in this yeah. book. Yeah, I think at so. At most. Um, which is crazy. It's exciting. Um, so that was a little bit, oh, this is the shortest Six of Crows episode that we have had. Because it's action-packed. We're approaching the climax. Yes. Very much action-packed. Um, and we hope that y'all have enjoyed mm-hmm. coming along on this journey with us. We hope you'll stick with us. Mm-hmm. We hope someone from the show <laughs> reaches out and reaches gives us out. news, please. <laughs> or if y'all just want to email us, we would absolutely love to hear from you. Yes. I do check the email every day just I do as well. <laughs> I also do. So if y'all want to um, say hi, you can email us at twomournerspod at gmail.com, two spelled out T-W-O. Mm-hmm. Also, remember to follow us on, on Instagram, Instagram at twomournerspod. We post um, once a week for now. Maybe yeah. once we get more followers, we'll post more. Hmm, maybe. Um, TBD. Also, if y'all check out our Instagram, Jordan actually does all the artwork for it because she is talented. I try. Um, so go check that out because it's really, really cool. And she puts a lot of effort and love into all the artwork no, that, that is she true. does. Um, so it's really fun. But thank y'all for sticking with us. And as yep. always, happy, happy heisting. heisting. Bye.